welcome everybody back to a new episode of the All Hot Blitz podcast here on October 14th, 2020. You got Jeff and Brady ready to break down week five of the NFL season. Yeah. What was your favorite game? Um, favorite game of the week? I don't know. I don't know either. I was uh, sadly disappointed by our Falcons. I was too. <clears throat> Couple of good games though. I mean, that Saints Chargers game Sunday night was good, or I'm sorry, Monday night was good. I don't even know what day it is because you know we had football on Tuesday. Hey, you surprised? <laughs> you want to know what my surprise <clears throat> game of the week was? Sure. The Tuesday night game, the Bills Titans, the Titans blowing out the Bills with like thirty something to like something, it's like sixteen. 42 to 16. That's what it was. Let's start there. I couldn't believe it either. I couldn't either. I thought the Bills were just going to sweep them. I thought the Bills were going to, I thought this was going to be a flip. I thought the Bills were going to, just because the Titans have had, you know, they've been just reeking of COVID (laughs) the last couple of weeks, not to make jokes about it, but they've had it all over the place. Not allowed to practice or even be in the building for a week and a half to two weeks. Players still out due to this. The Bills, healthy, currently on fire, just running over people. Kind of like Derrick Henry did to Josh Norman. Awesome. Um, yeah, I, I was completely surprised by this. It was so close at the beginning, and then all of a sudden the Titans just let loose. Yeah. <clears throat> they were using this as kind of playing victim because everybody's been picking on them because they haven't been able to practice or play or anything because they just apparently didn't follow rules and a whole bunch of people and their staff and players got covid <clears throat> Bills are no longer undefeated. No. Oh. But don't let that fool you because the Bills are still a team to be reckoned with. Yeah. Josh Allen's still playing like an MVP. They need to get the running game going a little bit more if they really want that to be successful. Singletary was not used very much last night. I'm not sure what's up with that. TJ Yeldon got the majority of what was going on in the running and passing game. But the Titans are for real, man. They brought that locomotive Derrick Henry steam from the playoff run last year into the season. They're undefeated right now, 4-0. Yeah. <clears throat> Pretty sweet. Let's jump back to uh, last Thursday where the week kicked off with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Bears. The Bears. The Bears winning this game 20-19 to over Tampa Bay. We, we called this one. We called this one. Nick we Foles did. said, my child, Tom Brady, you will not win against me and any team that I'm quarterbacking. It's funny, Tom Brady's a lot older than he is. Yeah, but it's pretty awesome, isn't it? <laughs> it, it actually was a good game. It went back and forth quite a bit. Uh, Nick Foles, you know, wasn't playing so hot at, at the beginning, picked it up, brought the team back, and they win the game. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty un-Chicago Bear-like. Yeah. <clears throat> you know? But they pulled it off. Unlike the next game we're going to talk about, our Atlanta Falcons, going to 0-5, dropping the first divisional game against the Carolina Panthers 23-16. Also dropping Dan Quinn and our special teams coordinator. And the general manager. And the GM. So after this game, uh, first of all, kudos to Teddy Bridgewater. Came in, treated the Falcons like a high school football team. Threw all over them. It was a good game plan by Matt Rule and his staff, uh, and the plan, the Panthers executed. Yeah. Atlanta did not. Um, 
a lot of people out there saying it's time for the Falcons to let go of Matt Ryan are just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> they clearly, everybody's on this Trevor Lawrence bandwagon, but you know what? It takes rookies time to develop. Okay. I don't care how good they are in college. They're not immediately going to come in and win. Matt Ryan will win with the right coaching. Yeah. I think honestly, even though players on this team said we back Dan Quinn, we have his back and, and they do, I think from a personal level, but when they're on the field, you could tell that they were toast. Yeah. They just were, they were not believing in the message anymore, which is unfortunate. Um, Matt Ryan did not have a good game. Um, he hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in two games, which is really surprising for that offense. I, so I think they just completely, I think just dropped out. So Falcons go to own five that very night. They fire head coach, Dan Quinn and GM Thomas Dimitrov. Next day, they appoint Raheem Morris interim head coach. He automatically fires special teams coach, probably because of that blunder in Dallas <laughs> with the onside kick. Yeah. And he promotes uh, Jeff Ulbrich, which was the linebackers coach and shared the defensive coordinator duties with Morris, he promoted him to full defensive coordinator. Win some games now, guys. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Next game. Yeah. Um, man, my my boy Joey took a beating. Joey Burrow and his Bengals took a beating from the Baltimore Ravens, twenty-seven to three. It's a Bengals though. I know, man. I'm just I'm pulling for Burrow. I like the kid. And this is a good example of a, an absolute stud rookie quarterback coming in. No matter what he can do or what he can't do, it takes time to develop in the National Football League. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he definitely did. He played his worst game of his rookie career so far. Uh, Ravens put it together a little bit. Starting to move, maybe starting to start to roll a little bit here. Maybe. 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 We'll see next week. Yeah. Um, overall, not a super exciting game. I watched a lot of highlights on this one. Didn't catch the whole game, but watched what was going on. And it was just a typical rumbling of a Ravens team showing. That was going to be the game of the week. Yeah, showing they were dominant over a subpar team. Yeah, it was going to be, but it wasn't. We talked. We changed our. I changed my mind. Let's move on to the next one because this next one we were kind of torn on. I think you picked the Jaguars to go over the Texans, the Bill O'Brien-less Texans. You picked the mustache. But somehow they won. Somehow the Texans trounced them 30 to 14. <laughs> so it was Bill O'Brien. <laughs> Bill O'Brien was the problem. Wait for the Falcons. They're going to win this week against Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but the Texans do come in and show that they still have it. Deshaun Listen, Watson played we well. We like DeAndre Hopkins, but we don't need him. Brandon Cooks had a great game, by the way. Great game at the wide receiver position. The defense showed up. Um, this looked like the Texans team of last year. Yeah. They played good football right here. They got to keep it up now. Now that old Romeo Cornell is at the helm, I think we're going to see them keep putting things together here. They're going to start to roll. They're in a division where they can still take it. There's more than enough games to go. I think they're in good shape. Even though they started out you know, 0 and 4. But no one expected them to be. <clears throat> no. I think this is going to get it going now. I think they have that kind of, that bad piece of the system there now removed. Yep. And they had the right people, at least interimly in place, somebody that they trust, somebody that they can rely on, and that will lead that team. Houston Texans are going to start to roll from here. Yay. Let's go to 
I think what was just as close of a shocker as the game last night was the game against the Las Vegas Raiders and the undefeated Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. The Raiders that was a shocker. beat the Chiefs 40-32. to High-scoring game. Derek Carr was slinging it. Pat Mahomes was slinging it. Raiders defense, I mean, all I could say is wow. Patrick Mahomes was not really looking like that much Patrick Mahomes in that game. And that was because of the Raiders' defense. They had him so shaken and so uncomfortable. I've never seen Mahomes like this before. Every play, they were at him. They were busting through that offensive line, just putting pressure on him, making him roll out and get uncomfortable. Now, typically, Mahomes rolling out to the side, a little play action or just some motions, does not shake him at all. But something the Raiders was doing was just making them, making him just not have it that day. Nope. So kudos to the Raiders defense on this game right here. Derek Carr played an amazing football game, didn't make stupid mistakes, nope. and kept that offense scoring to keep up with the high-flying Chiefs. Yeah. And Chiefs defense didn't look that great. No. I mean, my boy Ty got burned like twice, once for a touchdown. Just it didn't look good. They just seemed out of sync. So I'm sure you know when they get back on the field again here in this week, they will be back and have themselves back together again. I think they got a little complacent, thinking nobody could stop us. But the Raiders came in and showed them what's up. Yeah, yeah. good game. Yeah. Uh, next game, uh, a team that's worse than the Falcons. Niners. The Jets take on oh, the yeah. Arizona Cardinals, and the Cardinals beat them 30-10. to 10. Not surprising. Not surprising at all. What is surprising is that last night, the Jets released Le'Veon Bell. Now they are officially the worst team in the NFL. Well, they were before. And now are. <laughs> they just like didn't stamp. get any better. Uh, that's your junk stamp. Stamp of approval for worst team in the NFL. Junk. Uh, Cardinals putting it up there. I mean, it, this was a no-brainer. They were not going to beat the Cardinals. The Cardinals are playing good football. My loss last week, but they were. This is the right. This is the get right game. Also, I found out this morning that I told you about Chandler Jones is going to be out for the season. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That's a big blow to that defense. It is yeah. So um, I, I think I think they have the right coaching staff, the right personnel in place to to kind of try to patch that as much as possible. There's still going to be a void there because that dude's unbelievable. Um, Cardinals taking it to the Jets. There's really not much to say about it. It's the Jets. Adam Gase. I mean. Seriously, if the next coach to be fired is not Adam Case, I would be surprised. I'd be too. So let's talk about that at the end of this episode. Who's going to be fired next? Let's go to the Battle of PA. This was a good game. Uh, surprisingly Pittsburgh. enough, take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia. Steelers won this game 38-29. So a lot higher scoring game than I thought. And thanks to rookie stud chase claypool which you probably remember us talking about him after the week one four touchdowns in this game dude's a beast dude's a monster yeah so and he's a rookie too that's yeah, surprising there's plenty of time for this guy to get stuff moving maybe but, he's gonna be named rookie of the year hey you gotta think about the kid now uh-huh putting up the season he's putting up could be rookie of the year could be could be. You heard it here first. Brady says Chase Claypool, Rookie of the Year. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Offensive Rookie of the Year. The O'Roy. Let's go to the next game. Defense is going to be Chase Young. 
no matter what, if not Isaiah Simmons? No, I don't think either of them. Oh. I don't think either you of think? them. I don't know yet. It's too early to tell on out. Nobody's really stood out. On defense. At on least. defense. Offense, yes. Claypool. Claypool definitely has it, I think. That's right, a pretty good bet right there. Next game, Rams whoop the football team. Yeah. That's right, the Washington football team. 30 to 10. Dwayne Haskins not starting. Dwayne Haskins got demoted to third string from first. Um, some said he was sick. There's also rumors about him potentially being traded already. And it's just he's not the guy there. But let's – there's not much to talk about in this game yet. The Rams put a game together. The Rams are playing really good football this year. They're being smart. Looks like McVeigh has his mojo back. He's calling good plays. Goff is doing the right thing, not making stupid mistakes. Let's talk about the one amazing thing in this game, and that was seeing Alex Smith play football in the National Football League again. He did not play since 2018 after he had a gruesome leg injury, I think. Broken leg. That's what it was. I think it was like 17, 18 surgeries. Could have lost his life. Could have lost the leg. What he didn't lose, honestly, was heart to play this game. Nobody expected him to ever come back again. It was so cool to see him put his helmet on, walk out to that huddle, his wife and his kids in the stands, standing up, clapping. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a, a Washington team or not. It's just it's really something special to see what he was able to accomplish in that time period to come back and play football. And then not only that, People were always waiting. I'm sure he was waiting, too. That first hit he takes by a defensive lineman to see what was going to test it. And the first test he got was Aaron Donald riding him like a bull. Yeah. That's smart. His leg held up. <laughs> That's smart. I have the I biggest dude I think on the, in the NFL <laughs> just ride him like a freaking horse. I mean, he took the sack. But Aaron Donald literally gave him a piggyback ride until he fell down. And he even mo he moved. He took like four or five steps with Donald on his back. And uh, I'm sure that had to make him feel pretty good, though, just knowing that everything held up, everything he's been working towards paid off. He's back in the league. Um, he played really, really well his first game back. His accuracy was there. Um, it, was just, it was a super, super cool moment to just see him walk back out on that field and start playing football. Yeah. I think he ended up taking like six or eight sacks. So he got plenty of hits because that Washington line is not good. No. Um, but who's he was back. Better? Wait, who's is better, the Washingtons or Giants? Well, they're all equally terrible in the Turlet <laughs> Conference of the, of the league, the East, the NFC East. But uh, it was just it was awesome to see him back out there. You think this year the Rams can be making a run for the playoffs? I'll tell you what. The NFC West right now seems to be the toughest division. Cardinals are playing good football. Yeah. Rams are playing really good football. Seahawks are playing amazing football. Niners are moderate. That actually leads us into the next game was the absolute slaughtering the Niners took from Fitzmagic and the, the Dolphins. Dolphins. Dolphins beat the Niners 43-17. to They just didn't have an answer for them. It's going to be like one of the high-scoring games this they, year. They started getting back their major players. Jimmy G comes in, playing again, gets benched for C.J. Bathard. I saw after that game they I, were just trying to like oh keep him gosh. safe or whatever. I don't know. Well, he was, getting, he was getting beat pretty bad. That Dolphins defense was playing with a sense of urgency. They were pummeling people. Um, 
it was a it was a pretty fun game. We caught the end of that game on Red Zone because they just kept it playing. We were both like surprised at how it was like, great. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure we both said like I'm pretty sure I said Niners were gonna win against the Dolphins. Uh, we both did. I'm pretty sure, and I thought yeah. for sure they were because they were starting to get their studs back. You know, yeah, I mean, on were. the offensive side Dolphins of the ball. Dolphins just said. No. no matter what they can do on offense or what they can't do on offense, clearly the defensive injuries have taken a toll. It's either that or Fitz Magic. This is one of his little streaks that he likes to go on every year that he's a head guy. He's a QB one where he just puts games together. And he did that here against the Niners. What year do you think the Dolphins are going to go to the playoffs? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> they might this year. They got We got that extra playoff spot now. Yeah. They can they can scoot their way in there. Browns could too, actually, from the way they're playing. Browns are playing good football. You're not even looking at my screen right now, but that's the next game. Yeah. The Brownies taking out the bad Indianapolis Colts, 32-23. Colts are like a back-and-forth team this year. The Colts like need a quarterback. Philly Rivers, his time is up. They should take Trevor Lawrence. It's not going to happen. But no, they they're not going to. No, that's going to be the Jets. Because yeah, I don't think Darnold be. is their quarterback of the future either. I mean, Joe Flacco. Well, Joe Flacco is starting this coming week, too. Darnold's already ruled out today. Yeah. Um, Phillip Rivers is not playing good football at all. I mean, yeah. this is really bad. They need a quarterback. They're, the rest of their team is not bad. They can be a lot better right now and have a much better record if they had a good, stable quarterback. Yeah. But the Browns, they're 4-1. Can't believe that. They're playing really good football. Defense is sticking together. Like, I thought they'd be like one and like one and four or like two and two or something. Outside of Nick Chubb being injured, that's a healthy football team. That is because Nick Chubb's like their top player. Yeah, but they like them. I mean, they cream hunt to be able to jump and step in there. Baker's playing actual sound football. Not just doing commercials. So maybe all the rec- the commercials we're seeing are just recorded from last year, and he didn't actually take time to do any. Very surprising. So uh, maybe he's back to playing good football. Maybe he is. But the Browns with a big win over the Colts. That's a big win for them right there. Colts are terrible. They are bad. Yeah. But my boy Rodrigo Blankenship, my bulldog kicker, is like the leading scorer <laughs> in the NFL right now with like 50-some points kicking. It's awesome. I love that dude. Um, next game was a rough one to watch. Um, Battle of the NFC East. Dallas Cowboys take on New York Giants. And the Cowboys win with a final kick to go 37-34. But the Dallas Cowboys lose star quarterback Dak Prescott to an absolutely gruesome-looking injury. Um, A broken and dislocated ankle came out through the skin. It was was horrific. Um, You saw it happen. We saw it in... Yeah, we replay did. after replay after replay of just how bad that was. And you can't help but feel bad for the guy. But the, but the, the cool thing about this is, I mean, not about the injuries, nothing cool about it. The interesting thing about this is, is you see all these stories coming out now, more about the man that Dak that Prescott is. How everybody in the NFL, fans, not even of the Dallas Cowboys like us, yeah, like support him. And just have nothing but amazing things to say about the human being that he is. He's a franchise quarterback. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think this is kind of one of those moments where, you know, all these people are looking at, you know, Jerry Jones not paying the guy. Like, that's ridiculous. 
Yeah, like paying Zeke before Dak. Like, Zeke hasn't even, like, done that much in the season so far. He's a good running back, but you need Dak Prescott there. Yeah. I think he he's definitely, if he's not their future, he's going to be somebody's future. Yeah. Can't play football without a quarterback. You put him on the Colts, and the Colts are winning football games. Yep. Imagine him throwing balls to T.Y. Hilton. Exactly. <clears throat> um, but prayers up to Dak. Speedy, speedy recovery, my man. He's out um, for the rest of the season from what we know. Oh, yeah. There's nothing. You can't come back from that one year. Um, but let's, uh, you know, keep him in our prayers. Hopefully he'll get healthy, get faster, get stronger, quicker, and be back and ready next year. Hopefully it's a blessing in disguise for him. And he had a lot of stuff going on personally. Um, you know, hopefully everything has time to kind of clear up, figure everything out. So, And um, Dalton had a good game nonetheless. Andy Dalton, we'll see what he does with a full game. Um, You know, after that injury, it was kind of hard to watch. Nobody was able to focus. Cowboys players just looked like they were lost. And then all of a sudden, they must have had a pep talk from somebody, and they kicked it up to come and win that football game. So, next game. Got two more games to talk about. You didn't see this, but Gallup, uh, closer to the end of the game, had two phenomenal catches. Did he? That that was over, like, 20 yards, I want to say. Nice. Yeah, it was a good investment they made to go get Andy Dalton. Yeah. Because you could have some other guy with no experience in there right now. But you got to, you got to, I mean, the Bengals weren't good when he was there. But you have a guy that at least led a team for almost a decade to uh, step in. So that's good stuff for them. This game was a lot closer than I thought. The Seattle Seahawks and Minnesota Vikings. The Seahawks won this 27 26. The Vikings were winning at one point in time. Because, like, Seattle is a phenomenal team and definitely a playoff team. But to see him come so close to like a now like one in f- like a like at the time a one in three team, it's very surprising. Yeah, so it's really two different things. Seahawks, you know, there's always going to be a game or two or three where they don't put their best game together, right? But when you look at the slow start to the Vikings season, I think they're starting to put it together now. Yeah, Kirk's comfortable. They're all kind of warming up, right? If you think yeah. about this, if they had a preseason. Right, which is typically three games. This would have happened week two, where they start to warm up, not week five, right? So it's it's really kind of cool to see how you know they're changing, they're getting their new pieces involved without that you know that additional uh, preseason kind of stuff. But I think the Vikings are just heating up too. They were a good team last year. Yeah. And to think they'd fell off that much, that's like the Texans falling off that much. I just don't they're see like, it because there's nothing in their locker room that's causing that like it was with the Texans. Yeah, they're one in they're like one and four and everyone expected them to be about like three and two at the like at the most. Yeah. But the Seahawks pull out a big victory. Russ, DK, pull it all together and get the win. Yeah. Big win for them. Uh still undefeated. Yeah, five and zero. Yeah. Um final game here. To talk about before we wrap up week the week five, five review. Yeah, yeah. Um, Monday night, Saints, Chargers. Saints win this in overtime, 30-27. Great game. It was a good football game. The Chargers should have won this football game. They should have because their kicker's stupid. Um, Badgley is their kicker. And uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that I'm not saying that because I can do better than that because I cannot, but I'm just saying like he should have at least faked an injury if he missed it. Let's not do that again. <laughs> Herbert threw 
in the fourth quarter, an absolute stud pass to Mike Williams. Williams goes way up. Moss is a guy, comes down on his back, holds it, getting ready for the kick to win the game. Yep. He should just went for it. And then, of course, the Saints, you know, called a timeout right before the kick. And Badgley, instead of taking, like kickers always do, even if they call a timeout, they still they still take the kick. Because yeah. it gives them an idea to gauge what they need to do to make this kick. It's like it's a free kick to test it out. Yeah. To test the distance, the angles, everything else. He decided not to. He just sat there. So comes back, doinks it off the right post, sends it in overtime. Of course, the Saints come back. They win this game with a field goal. They're the Saints, though. So what the thing that I hate the most, and it's almost like commentators, you know, send bad juju, not Smith-Schuster, just bad juju to these players, is that right before the kick, the commentator announces, oh, his kicker, Badgley, came up with a nickname, the money badger, because he makes every kick out there. And then he doinks one off the right post. I know they always say they always say something to jinx about what's about to happen. Yeah, like if they say someone like like about like eight weeks in the season says they haven't missed a field goal like in the last six weeks and then misses a field goal. Misses like three. And you're like, why? Yeah, it happens every time. I've seen a, someone made a video of that on YouTube and like worst karma moments, and I'm like. Literally, the announcers say something like, "I remember the one year Tom Brady got like injured." Said Tom Brady never had an injury, like, like Tom Brady's never had an injury in his career, and then gets injured like the next play. Yeah, that was like a few years ago. That happens every season, somewhere, somewhere along the line, around an injury, interception, like that always happens. If somebody doesn't throw an interception in like seven games, yeah. they always have to throw a stat on the screen, and then the next drive they throw one. Yeah, and you're like, can you guys just not talk for one minute? <laughs> Commentators get these stats and then ruin the entire game. Also, uh, speaking of Saints, Michael Thomas was fined and suspended. He was for this, fined for this game here. $59,000. For taking a shot at a teammate. And Sean Payton. Oh. Well, he threw a punch at Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I know. I we'll know see. he got suspended. It was just for this game, though. Oh. So he'll be back to running slants in no time. Catching three yarders. Yeah, first he was injured for a little bit, and then he got suspended. So now he's, I don't know. Well, they're going into a bye week here, I think, too. So he'll have two more weeks until he gets back on the field. You're just saying, you're, me and you both have just agreed that, me and, that Atlanta should just throw on the white flag. Well, I don't really want them. I want them to win some games. Yeah, but like like you said, you always like want the Falcons to win before um, their bye week because last year they were like one and seven before their bye week and then after that they ended up like seven and nine. Yeah. We'll see. They play the Vikings this coming week. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Guaranteed they lose the game. Yeah, we'll talk about I'm not that jinxing, tomorrow. I'm not jinxing it either. I just know it's gonna happen. No, but clearly I've picked the Falcons to win every week so far this year and they've lost, so I think I'm just gonna pick the Vikings and see if it works. Picks <laughs> the Vikings, we got a free win. <laughs> Could just be me. I don't know. Um, yeah, but for a change, we already talked about Titans-Bills game. We did. That was a different different, was different, different scenario to have a game on a Tuesday night. It's weird. It's so the it, one day, it's the first day of the week that we haven't had a football game. Yeah, we're back tomorrow again. Yeah, I had football games Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Today we don't have a game, but tomorrow we do. Friday we don't, and Saturday we... What do we have? We have games Thursday. 
Game's Thursday. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And Saturday is college. Yeah. A, little fo- a lot of football this past week. What was the game that got uh, delayed this week? Um, I don't know. Uh, no, Patriots. Oh, that's what it was. Patriots and Denver. That's right. That's right. Patriots, Denver. All because Patriots had another case of the corona. Stephon Gilmore. Patriots? No, that's on Thursday, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So we'll see. Um, Falcons just had rookie Marlon Davidson test positive. So as long as we stay clear of nobody else getting it, then the Vikings-Falcons game is not in jeopardy of having to be postponed. But we'll know a little bit more about that later this week. Um, it's sad to be a Niners fan just because of, like, oh, so you're, cr- now, you're now known for, like, the COVID team of 2020. Which it's, like, I'm not saying that's, like, That's the Titans. They're tied. Uh, Niners just injury. Oh, that's what that not is. COVID. Yeah, not COVID. Yeah. Yeah, Titans are COVID. Titans. <laughs> Don't, are don't say that. Derrick Henry will stiff arm you in the next year. I just duck. <laughs> Before we close out this episode, let's let's take a look. It's like we do every week. Let's talk about the, the current leaders that are out there. In passing and rushing. And receiving. And so receiving. top passers. Um, top five yards passers. Yards. Guess who number one is? Um, Joe Burrow. Dak. Uh, Dak Prescott. Not surprised. 18 over almost 1900 yards yeah and of course he's out the rest of the year number two josh allen over 1500 yards That's russell surprised. wilson with 1500 yards pat mahomes with 1474 not surprised and then matt ryan at 1472 I'm very surprised no <laughs> he's having a good year hey, not the last two games no he's not um touchdowns russell wilson with 19 19 and three picks only. I'm not surprised. For the MVPs this year, it's either going to be Josh Allen or Russell Wilson. Guess who's next? Josh Allen. Josh Allen. With 14 and three picks. Rodgers is third with 13 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Wow. Uh, Mahomes tied for third with 13 and one pick. And Tom Brady is five with 12 and four. I thought Kyler would be in there somewhere. Kyler is 16th. Eight touchdowns, six picks. That's surprising because earlier this earlier this year we were saying he could be up for MVP. Yeah. Um, can you can you agree though that this year it's either going to be Russell Wilson or Josh Allen? I think so. Yeah. So far, that's so far. that's who would be on the top of the list. Russell Wilson, number one. Yeah. Josh Allen, very very close, number two. He is. Let's take a look at receiving receiving yards. You got D Hop, number one, with five twenty eight. Diggs. Second with 509, DK Metcalf, third with 496, Robbie Anderson, number four with 490, and Calvin Ridley, fourth, or I'm sorry, fifth with 485. And that was with one game of like zero catches. Calvin (laughs) is doing phenomenal this year. He is. He just had one bad game. So is our third string, Russell Gage. Russell Gage's having a good year. Not against the Panthers. That was bad. Uh, Julio was out, of course. So Gage had to step in number two. I don't think he's quite ready for that yet, but he's a great number three option for he sure. He is. He's done phenomenal this year. So is Calvin. Like, I feel like Calvin has been on top five for like at least three weeks. Oh, yeah. At the beginning of the year, he was number one. Yeah, he Because was. of yards and touchdowns and everything else. Um, he was balling out. It really was. 
Let's go touchdown leaders receiving. Got Mike Evans at number one, tied with Adam Thielen for six touchdowns. Uh, DK Metcalf is third with five, and then there's a big tie at fourth with Chase Claypool, Tyree Kill, Tyler Lockett, Calvin Ridley, all with four. Of course, Chase Claypool getting all of his this past week. Yep. Uh, Calvin, Calvin's been in a little bit of a slump, but the whole offense has been. I mean, Matt hasn't thrown one in two weeks. So, no. um, but that's where we are as far as receiving. Let's get with rushing because I think we're going to see some changes here as injuries happen to these bigger, bigger studs like Eckler CMC and Chubb be, and and McCaffrey. CMC should be back either next week or the week after. Yep. Absolutely. Let's take a look at rushing yard leaders. You got Dalvin Cook, number one, with 489. Josh Jacobs, second, with 377. Derrick Henry, one yard behind him at 376. Gurley, fourth, with 375. Wow. And then a tie between Aaron Jones and Joe Mixon at 374. I didn't expect Gurley to be that high. I didn't either, but I know one part that played into that fourth spot is that the 35-yard touch on the Todd Gurley. Oh, against yeah, the Panthers. yeah. Yeah. Yep, definitely. He had a really good game. Over 100 yards. First time we had a 100-yard rusher in a long time. Um, so it was really him. cool. Had a really, really good game there. Um, touchdown leaders, uh, Dalvin Cook, number one again, with seven. Oh. Gurley, number two, with five. Sheesh. Tied with Zeke and Josh Jacobs. All have five. Both great running backs. Uh, McCaffrey, who hasn't played in weeks, is tied for fifth with four. Wow. With also IR person, Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, and Derrick Henry all have four. Wow. Cool. So that's where we are with leaders. As we come into week six, that starts just tomorrow night. So we realize we are one day late on this episode. However, we wanted to wait until that Tuesday night game was done to get in there. So we appreciate yes, we you did. all waiting. Um, thank you all for listening and joining in. Please remember to kind of share this around. Uh, definitely appreciate the time here with my boys just to talk football. If you're um, new, thank you for listening. Absolutely. We hope you continue listening. Definitely. Definitely. Um, that's it. For yeah. the week five review with the All Out Blitz podcast. Hope you uh, enjoy. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow for the week, week six preview as we jump into week six of the NFL season. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Peace out. Bye.